We're coming up on 4 o'clock here on Jones and Mego with Arkan on WEEI. Scheduled to be joined by Dan Orlovsky here momentarily. Uh, we'll also talk to Brian Scalabrini at 4 o'clock. Get his thoughts on where we started today with the Celtics. Our big question of the day. If the Celtics don't win a title, I think they will. Uh, what would stand in their way? Uh, we can get back into that with all your phone calls coming up at 617-779-7937. Uh, we were talking about this a little bit off the air. Arkan, was it Josina Anderson who had the report yesterday that there could be a surprise firing in the NFC East? Yes, it was a tweet she had. But yeah, it was, uh, and I I immediately thought she was talking about Dayball because okay. it wouldn't be a surprise if it's Rivera. But but, but she's she's who had it, right? Yeah, but so she's she, the one who had it. She but said it's there could the be a, NFC East. Yeah, okay. There could be a surprise firing in the NFC. East. So I'm with Arkan. That is that's not. No one would be shocked by Rivera. He's gone. Like that's, I, yeah, not every, a surprise. Everybody knows he's out, so that wouldn't be a surprise. So now we've narrowed it down to the Giants, the Cowboys. And the Eagles. Cowboys doesn't make sense right now. Well, Cowboys, yeah. I think they'd wait till the end of the year. I don't yeah, think they'd have okay. decided that no, no. today. Yeah. Well, right, but like if McCar- but Jerry Jones might have decided if McCarthy loses his first playoff game again. McCarthy almost blew them that game, by the way, the other night. Like classic right. Mike McCarthy. He's skating because everybody's focused on the refs. And I think most people now realize the Lions were trying to cheat their way to that win. It wasn't just the refs' fault. The refs didn't admit to their mistake, but the Lions were trying to cheat their way to that win, and they got caught effectively. Uh, you know, the ref, got, the ref got all screwed up about it, and the refs announced the wrong number, and the Cowboys didn't know who to cover. So, like, lost in all of that is that McCarthy almost blew that game by bombing it deep to Brandon Cooks on second down and saving the Lions 40 extra seconds. So, like, McCarthy could definitely lose his job. That would not shock me at all. I've been saying that for months. They win a Super Bowl, they go on some kind of deep run, fine. Maybe he keeps the job. Dayball would be, I guess, kind of surprising. but the I Gi- think that would be a surprise. The Giants fire a coach every other year. They've been doing that. Right, but They've been doing that for like four different instances of coaches or something They like were that. such, uh, I wouldn't say like Cinderella story last yeah, year, they, but definitely a happy story. Sure. And it would just, it, it, Dayball seems so well liked there. That I think that that would qualify as a surprise. That would okay. be my prediction. Because as you said, R- Rivera is not a surprise. And Sirianni, I just don't think it would Here's happen. the real answer. Sirianni. What? I don't think that would happen. Okay, well, I'm just telling you that would right. That's why it would be surprising, Mego, because okay, you don't think it be, would happen. That would be a shock. Okay, that'd well, be more than surprise. Well, that, that's why it would be stupefying. I, no one would be surprised at McCarthy. Everyone knows Rivera's happening. I personally don't think Dayball would be surprising. Sirianni, and that would be an interesting uh, one. Sirianni, actually, if it were to ever open up, six one seven Shane Spikeman seven seven nine seven ninety three seven. That was that another Grunk Grunk mispronunciation. Grunk? Yes, it was Grunk. As I try to make fun of Grunk for his pronunciation. <laughs> Uh, we'll get back to your phone calls here coming up, but joining us as he does each and every Wednesday here on Jones and Mega with Arkan is Dan Orlovsky on the Harbor One Hotline. He's brought to you by Corcoran and Havlin Insurance. Visit chinsurance.com to learn more. Now, what? Where are, where are you right now, Dan? It sounds a bit noisy there. Where are you? Uh, I'm in studio, about to do live. Oh, so nice. We, uh, we just had to tape some commercials for the wild card weekend, Laura and I. So we just got done with that. That's why I'm a couple minutes late. So oh, I apologize. No, no worries. No worries at all. So I did, I did want to start with this. So you're in the same, st- is this the same studio where you were eating the pancake off the floor? Or is this a different one? No, that studio is in New York city, uh, ah. in the seaport district for get up and first take. This is NFL live. We're uh, on campus in Bristol. So what have you been catching more, more flack for there? Uh, whether it's online or even, oh, I don't know, from your family about the, the pancakes and the, the shoe sniffing, what's been the, the more <laughs> flack you've been catching? Uh, not a single thing from my family. Um, my buddy texted me today. He said, why are people making such a big deal that I found most people probably do it. They're just 
too concerned about what people are going to think about do them. What? Um, do what? I'm sorry. Most people like, do what? Eat, eat pig? Eat food off the forward in some capacity. Like there's well, drop sure. food and pick it up. I, it's, I'm not going to sure. say I've never done Five that, but, I, rule. But, I'm, but not on national TV. I think that's maybe where people find it a little more uh, interesting. Yeah, I mean, I have four kids, so like eating a pancake off the floor is absolutely <laughs> nothing to me. Um, it's probably helping the immune like, system. The, the, uh, the, the shoe thing, like Molly, while Stephen A is speaking, like took the shoe off and she's like mouthing it to me like, these are my new shoes. Yeah. These are the ones that Stephen A got me for the bet. She's like, they just brought them to my office this morning. And somewhere so Rex was like, shoes. come on. <laughs> well, no, I knew they were brand new shoes, so I know they're just going to smell like a brand new shoe. So that's why I was like, oh, I'll smell to see if, you know, like give people a little bit of weirdness or something. So oh, not, you were really that big a deal. Oh, God. Yeah. All right. A brand new shoe. Dan, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to save you from yourself I didn't right know now. people made it was such a big deal to smell someone's shoe. Don't, don't shame him for that, Mega. You don't have yeah, to save him for anything. Everybody has done it. Uh, I don't know about that, but Dan, as a former as a former NFL quarterback, I'm wondering. Just looking as we look at the draft, and I want the Patriots to take a quarterback as high as they can. But if you take a quarterback, what is the next piece that you would look at with this particular Patriots team? Which I'll remind you, okay, doesn't have tackles for next year signed. Would you look at a tackle, or would you look at a receiver? No, you always start inside out. You always start with protection. The, the simplest way to think about it is this. When you have a above average to elite offensive line, it makes everybody else, skill position-wise, better than they actually are. Quarterbacks don't have to play nearly as fast. Wide receivers have more time to get open. When you have a subpar or below average offensive line, Everybody else at the skill position is lesser than they actually are because they have to do. They don't have enough time to do things that they actually want to do. And so, um, if we look at the history of football, the teams that have had the best lines of scrimmage and specifically offensive lines, those are the teams more often than not that are built the proper way. Dallas Cowboys are a perfect example. 2016, Dallas, uh, D- Dak Prescott has to go play for Tony Romo. They have one of the greatest offensive lines in the history of the NFL. And he gets eased into his NFL career just because the protection that he had was spectacular. What would you say, out of all the quarterbacks who are available and who are likely to get drafted in the first two rounds, Dan, which is the one that you think would be best suited to build an offense around? Not someone that you can, you know, throw into a good situation or bring in guy, you know, receivers like they did with Tua or something. A guy that you can bring in and then he's the he's the franchise. Which which quarterback do you think fits that bill the most? Yeah, I'm really high on Drake May from North Carolina. Number one, people need to not think of him as a quarterback who played at North Carolina. He could have gone to any school in the country. He could have gone to Georgia. He could have gone to Bama. He could have gone to Ohio State. His family comes from University of North Carolina. He's six foot four, 230 pounds. He's going to run four or five. He's played thousands of snaps in college football, and he can basically go, in, go into and run any offense. So you have that traditional size that people love. Um, I, I think like if I had to pick only one, that would be the one. Caleb is spectacularly talented. You're going to have to get him to play in structure more. That's something that Drake does a lot better. Michael Penix and what he's doing at Washington right now, I think the, the two most important attributes that I love for out of a quarterback is ball placement. Like, you know, can you throw it away from defenders? No one is doing that right now at college like he is. 
And um, are you a great problem solver? And he is an elite problem solver with his pocket movement. So uh, those are two guys that I'm super high on. All right. He is Dan Orlovsky. He joins us each and every Wednesday here on Jones and Mega with Arkan on WEEI. Uh, Dan, we appreciate the time. I know you got to go make some more uh, TV magic. So good luck with that. And we'll talk to you next week. I appreciate you guys. All right. Dan Orlovsky has all our guests on the Harbor One hotline. So the only thing I would push back on, I mean, I just don't agree with him on the O-line thing. Okay, I'm pushing back on sniffing shoes. No, no, no definitely. That's I mean, not something that, how often have I asked you guys if I can uh, sniff your shoes? Never. Thank you. Last commercial break. <laughs> no, even if you came in and you said, I got some brand new shoes, I'm not like, oh, let me smell them because they're going to smell so like me, that. Let me prove I just, that. I don't believe smell like you. I, just, shoe box. I just can't believe he did that to Rex Ryan, of all people, who was just sitting there begging mm-hmm. to smell shoes for years. And so, it's like, hey, Rex. Yeah, I, I can honestly say I've never sniffed someone else's shoe. I don't believe. Maybe in like bat, maybe, maybe joking around in like high school basketball or something the like that. The bottom of a shoe to tell if they stepped in like a dog bomb. Yeah. Maybe. That's the only thing I could think of. But that would be your own shoe. It wouldn't be somebody else's shoe, maybe right? Maybe if I'm like with my nephew or something. I see. I'm like, oh, before you get in my car, what I have ha- you been running through? I have eaten off the ground. I would, of I, course. I, I, I'm not sure I would do that on national TV. I feel like that's maybe maybe where I would have a... I could see myself doing that on national TV. <laughs> that I've done floor in the studio is probably stupid. clean. They got to make it shine every day, you know? Like, Yeah, I don't think it's very clean. Yeah. I could I could be wrong about that, but I I don't know. Maybe, maybe, it's, maybe it's super clean, Arkan. I have no clue. You, you want to eat off the floor in here? They clean this thing every day. You want to eat off the floor in here? I would not eat in here, but this is not a TV studio. <laughs> okay, it's true. Yeah. Um, it no, it was a TV studio. I Don't would, put that TV studio on a pedestal. I would push back on his offensive line commentary. The example he gave us was Dak. Of course you would. Okay, the example he gave us was Dak. That team lost their first playoff game. <laughs> so, like, I don't know. Patrick Mahomes got to a Super Bowl with a terrible offensive line. Now, he needed the offensive line to put him over the top the next year? Fine. But, like, I would say, eh, it probably starts with the quarterback, and yeah. then all the weapons around, and then maybe somewhere along the line, the offensive line is important. But See, that's- you're, you're not alone in that because the Twitch chat was bringing up, oh, what about the Bengals? What about the Chiefs? And it's like, well, I do think that that is way more to I mean, do with the quarterbacks that you have there his, than anything his else. His example was Dak. That team lost the second they got to the playoffs. And I love Dak, and I was rooting hard for that team, and there's a lot of reasons why. It was a rookie quarterback in the fourth round. They drafted a running back. There were a lot of things I liked about that specific Dallas team. They lost right away. I would love to be able to point to the Eagles, but they've been in such a tailspin that it's hard to be like, well, but look at the tush push. Look yeah. at what they've done. It's yeah. like, okay, well, the last month has not been great. Cool offensive line uh, taking them places. 617-779-7937. That was quick with Dan Orlovsky. He was running a bit behind, uh, which we understand. And also, we're scheduled to be joined by Brian Scalabrini. He joins us next.